0: yes hello welcome it's a new episode of the casual criminalist i this morning i have a twitter you can follow me at simon whistler uh at symbol simon whistler people know how twitter works facts boy why are you, why are you spelling this out uh people hit me up on twitter everyone's like uh spotify i had no idea you know if you got spotify they tell you your most listened to songs of the year Spotify uh, apparently if you listen to podcasts on there, I don't I use the like native uh, Apple podcast app But apparently they tell you what you most listened to podcasts are and over the last 24 hours I mean this will probably come out in January or something crazy, but uh, Over the last 24 hours everyone has been sharing with me how their how casual criminalist is like their number one show Like there are so many screenshots and it's like I, I I guess the rap came out Everyone got it at the same time and I got so many so many people sharing it as the number one show and I love that. I mean, just their personal number one show. It's not like the number one show in like any ha, it, true crime. <laughs> it's like extremely competitive. It's never going to be the number one show. There ha, we say that. Maybe it will take it to number one. Tell a friend. Get them to listen to. I mean, you got to listen to it on the podcast apps, other because the YouTube stuff doesn't count in the uh, in the in the charts for podcasts for whatever reason. I figured they could figure that out, couldn't they? Anyway, not important, I just appreciate all of you listening to the show and sharing that with me, it's awesome. Um, thank you so much. It's, uh, yeah, it's real nice, thank you. Uh, people aren't here for super long introductions, or my praise, or thanks to them. They're, uh, here for a murder today. A $9 million murder, in fact. Alaska's teen hitman tragedy. Oh my god. A hitman making 9 million dollars. I feel like that just happens in movies because in the real world, whatever you hear like, yeah, yeah, they paid someone to kill someone else, it's never that much money, it's usually like a few grand. And I'm like, obviously that's a lot of money, but it to to murder someone and risk going to prison forever? It seems like, I mean, kind of surprisingly affordable, really. Which uh is I mean, <laughs> I say that it's like, yeah, well, I mean, if I ever need a hitman, it's good to know I got a couple of grand socked away just in case. That's a joke, (laughs) future prosecutors. (laughs) Um, So I don't know when $9 million comes into it because that's pretty mad. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of kills. Uh, This episode is uh, written by Callum. Thank you so much, Callum. Let's jump in. Oh, if you're new here, I've never read this before. That's the shtick on this show. It's called a cold read uh, or a sight reading or uh, that's it. There's two two phrases for it. It's what I'm going to do let's go oh also thank you to jen wonderful editor to editor this channel who adds in some uh, music some graphics if you're watching this show on youtube brilliant stuff and it's been about 20 minutes simon so how about we actually get into the content yes let's go <music> The internet is a dark place. One minute you're watching videos of cats wearing funny little pyjamas, and the next, the YouTube algorithm push you towards some Englishmen, gleefully recounting the details of horrific murders from around the globe. Who could we be talking about, Callum? Truly grotesque stuff. It's little wonder that parents are so worried about what their kids get up to online. Yeah. The internet was crazy back in like the early 2000s, uh, late 90s, when I was like a kid on the internet. Now it's like, oh my god, (laughs) the internet's really scary. There's such dark places on the internet. I heard of something that I'd never heard about before, I heard about it on another podcast. It was something called Run the Gauntlet, which is basically where there's like 20 videos or something and they just get worse. So the first one might be like someone murdering a cat or whatever. And then it's like, you get to, like, video number one. I've not seen this. I've absolutely no desire to see this. I never will. But, you know, a little bit of luck. Never come across this again. But then it gets to, like, video number one. It's like, yeah, 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 like, ISIS beheadings and shit. And it's like, oh, uh, why? Who would do this? <laughs> why is this the internet that my kids have to grow up with? After today's story, you'll probably agree that their fears are well-founded. In today's Cash cream short, short it's like 12 pages, mate we're going deep into a murder plot that began on the dark side of the web the story of how one group of everyday alaskan teens was manipulated by a twisted and depraved online creep into committing the worst crimes imaginable in the summer of 2019 what began as a tragic disappearance spiraled out into a complex murder for hire plot featuring a young romance and nine million million dollar prize and the callous execution of an innocent young woman consider this a psa don't believe everything you hear online and more importantly if an internet stranger ever asks you to kill someone probably better give it a pass yeah don't believe everything you read online especially if it's on facebook oh my god what a piece of shit. I, I just the more i learn about facebook the more i just don't like it i didn't like it already because their copyright is a joke like the number the amount of my stuff my videos that i work hard on and make on youtube that people like unscrupulous people just steal and upload to facebook and take the money for from is outrageous i'm not sure if it's that bad anymore but it used to be crazy i'd just be on there and I'd be like wait that's that's my video why am i getting paid for this what the hell and facebook just do d- all about it so i am not a fan of facebook and i don't think they're very in uh, i don't think they're very uh, I don't think the company's run very ethically. Allegedly. Young Hearts Run Free Today's tragedy actually begins, unexpectedly, as a romance. In the early months of 2019, Anchorage teen Denali Bremmer met the man of her dreams, a handsome, charming, 21-year-old multi-millionaire named Tyler. How do you get to be a multi-millionaire when you're 21? That's impressive, or uh, your parents are rich and gave you money way too early. Straight away, she was head over heels in love, but there was just one problem. She'd never actually met Tyler. Tyler is not real, I'll tell you that now, Denali. Because while she was trapped up in the desolate northern wastes they call Alaska, he was all the way down in the desolate midwestern wasteland they call Kansas. Look, uh, what's your name? What was your name? Denali. If there is a handsome, charming, 21-year-old multimillionaire named Tyler... He doesn't need to find a girlfriend online. He's a handsome millionaire. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> their relationship took place entirely virtually, a whirlwind romance conducted mostly through the medium of Snapchat. For those, oh, this is really, really, 2019, this is so recent. I don't know why I just skipped over that date. This feels like some 90s AIM uh, For those of you not familiar a few years back, this was the app of choice for those looking to exchange pictures of their genitals. Snapchat's still around, right? I think so. Didn't they just get crushed by like those other like the ones that everyone's now heard of, like Instagram, TikTok, all of these guys. For Denali, the distance was just a minor road bump in a fairy tale love story. What mattered most was that in Tyler she’d found a confidant who could listen to her troubled past without judgment. She had suffered quite a troubled upbringing. At a young age, she and her half-sister were taken from their mother after allegations of abuse and handed over to state care. Denali changed her name after becoming adopted and started the habit of hiding behind a string of fake monitors. Dakota, Angela, or Angel? This it was the last one. That she went by online tyler didn't care about any of that he didn't even care that angel despite being just 18 had a daughter of her own who was also given up for adoption that's part of any healthy relationship after all accepting each other's flaws and history without shame well that part is true but i get the feeling there's going to be more layers to this one isn't the callum however when her new love started to share some of his own dark secrets her fairy tale romance took a little bit of a turn see this prince charming turned out to have some uh unsavory predilections 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 unsavory predilections to put it lightly it began shortly after they got together tyler started to gradually introduce his twisted sexual desires into their conversations whenever possible hinting that he wanted denali's help to live out his fantasies and i'm not talking about a bit of harmless role play here this guy wanted the real deal several months into the relationship it all came to a head when he texted denali with a proposition that would change her life forever he was willing to make her rich beyond her wildest dreams all she had to do was kill someone uh yeah i mean this is like she's i don't know who the victim is yet so you got to be careful it's just like, you don't want to get into that victim blaming but it is like i mean there's a certain amount of gullibility here because didn't we already discuss that tyler's probably not real and uh if he he's no it's just this doesn't really make sense does it the teenage death squad now in my limited experience when your tinder convo veers towards a murder for hire plot that's usually the time to unmatch if you say so callum i'm just uh, all of these dating apps and stuff i'm just like this this all came way late like i my now wife and i been together for 10 years tinder all that stuff way before my time i feel like an old man i feel like really old man however denali bremer didn't share my uncanny intuitions perhaps she was blinded by love or more likely blinded by the nine million dollar fee that she was promised yes her wealthy older boyfriends offering up nine figures nearly 10 figures what no one no no wait no that's not nine figures nine figure bounty that's like 100 mil this is like a seven figure bounty right that's how it works right seven figures is a million dollars like I'm not being really dumb am I I'm fairly sure I'm right here nine figures would be like a hundred million seven figures would be one million or nine million it's almost a ten figure bounty it's almost an eight figure bounty. Why is this so confusing? I think it's just because Callum has led me wrong because you don't count the pennies in a nine in a in a sum like that, I don't think. All she had to do was take someone's life. It could be anyone and provide video documentation as proof. I know at least a couple of our listeners just thought to themselves, 9 million, I'd do it for 9 grand. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you thought that, check yourself. <laughs> If that's you, you're truly awful. Everyone knows you should charge 100k minimum. Damn, Callum. I mean, that seems really expensive. Whenever you read these news stories, it always seems to be like five grand or less. Like, because people who are murdering people for money, they're probably quite desperate. I mean, it's not like it is in the movies where it's some guy who's got like a big silenced pistol and he comes up from behind after like stalking them for weeks and just like, like two bullets in the back, one in the head. Just basing this entirely on watching too many spy movies, but when I did watch a it was a documentary about spies once when I was a kid And it was like spies always shoot twice like it's like Every time just in case the first bullet doesn't do enough damage So whenever every time I play games I always play with silence pistol and I always shoot people twice It's just how I roll like a spy and moron moral compass was about as skewed as yours because she didn't balk at the offer according to text conversations found on their phones she readily accepted And the next few days were spent hammering out the details of tyler's indecent proposal yo if someone pays you nine million dollars that is gonna like someone's gonna flag that up it's gonna get you know they're gonna be like uh where that nine million dollars come from your bank uh the government they're gonna be like um hello <laughs> you were just an 18 year old and now you've got 9 million dollars <laughs> what where did you get that from this is where things got a bit tricky see most of you listening are probably well versed in the ins and outs of the criminal arts you're the sort of people that even though you're absolutely lovely and would never hurt a fly most likely know 10 different ways to effectively dispose of a body without leaving a trace of evidence behind it's just a side effect of listening to thousands of hours of murder stories yeah yeah <laughs> that's a bit weird isn't it this show is it has taught people like that person who put together the list of rules from the casual criminalists like what not to do as a criminal by the way oh update i know i've been promising this forever notebooks um oh, sorry this is like i feel like i'm doing an ad plug or something i'm not i just want to update you guys on the notebooks that i promised i wanted to do a notebook which on the front just says definitely not my crimes and i got one of these printed oh hold on i'll get it no, I'm sorry if you're watching the uh, the 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 if you're listening to the audio version of this, but everyone watching can see like I've got this book, this notebook, and it says like definitely not my crimes on the front and a little casual criminalist logo. But I don't know if you can see this. This is supposed to be like solid, dark gray. And just in real life, it looks so, shit, and the printing's kind of like murky, and the quality's just like, honestly, it's just a bit shot. And the prices for me to make any money with this, like I don't know, like four euros or something crazy was like, well, just like $5. They said it would have to be like 15 euros or something stupid. So I was like, no, we're not doing that. I'm going to do this better. I am looking and I have found I'm getting the sam- a sample made right now, which is super expensive, by the way, to just get one made. But then when we get it done on bulk, it'll be even better. It's going to be a properly nice notebook with like, I don't know, like moleskin or leather on the front. And then stamped in gold on the front is going to be definitely not my crime. It's like, classy don't worry it's not going to be tacky like uh embossed on the front gold embossed casual criminalist logo and then you open it up and on the inside uh page like before you get to the place where you can take notes is going to be the casual criminalist rules so it's going to list like number one don't write down your crimes number two blah 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 there's like 50 of them and they're all going to be listed on there and then i can i I could probably even sell that for like the same price as this piece of crap so Everyone you have to wait. I'm sorry, but it's gonna be worth it These are gonna be I've also got to work out how you actually sell these how do you ship them to people all of this stuff But I'm a big brain. I can figure it out and by that. I mean, I I hired someone (laughs) off Upwork to help me figure this stuff out (laughs) Uh, But it's happening and I'm pretty excited about it And I'm really looking forward to getting the sample because I don't know I think this is gonna be really cool It's the most complex thing I've ever done with merch and I'm pretty excited about it. Sorry back to the video it can be easy to forget that this is by no means normal information to possess. Seriously, nobody but the coroner should know as much about the decomposition process, you sick bastard! Denali was not a student of True Crime University, so she was as clueless as your average, well-adjusted person when it comes to the intricacies of death and destruction. Just Google it. Use a VPN. Huh? If she was going to pull this off, she'd need some... <laughs> That's going to be a new rule, isn't it? If you Google something like that, use a VPN uh she was going to pull it off she would need some help so in may 2019 denali got to work scouring the criminal underworld of alaska enlisting the help of some of the toughest gangsters and contract killers that she could find and hold on no that's not right according to my notes she was what she did was actually just ask her mates the same mates she used to skip school with and go smoke weed in the woods with minor spoiler warning any plan undertaken by a bunch of uh, pubescent stoners is pretty much doomed from the start yes yes it is also how's i mean if you went to an actual gangster they'd be like mate (laughs) no one's sending you nine million dollars you loser how are none of her friends like yo denali have you ever considered that tyler might not be a real 21 year old handsome millionaire who's interested in you and she'll be like he is real and they'll be like well you're on your own with the murder at least (laughs) at least that but i somehow get the feeling that's not how this story's gonna go which is weird i mean i feel like i was stupid as a teenager but not that stupid. The first to join Denali's ragtag band of teen hitmen was 10, uh, 16-year-old triggerman man Caden McIntosh. This Macintosh. Is that how you say it? McIntosh? Macintosh? Macintosh? It's weirdly spelled. This babyface killer was a homeless uh, was homeless at the time, so the promise of a seven-figure share of the loot was too good to turn down. One little murder and some wealthy benefactor would set him up for the rest of his life. He didn't even need to bring his own gun, because Denali already owned a pistol for him to use. Similarly, the ringleader's next recruit, 19-year-old Caleb Leyland, was all too happy to take them off on their offer. Five hundred thousand and all he had to do was lend them his truck for the day. Now she had the murder weapon, a vehicle, and some poor mug to pull the trigger for her. The plan was almost good to go. This is definitely one of the rules that would be in that notebook. It's don't involve your friends or your family in your crimes. It's more people to tell on you. It's more people like yeah, when they find that truck they're gonna be like who owns this truck? Okay, well that happens to be the same person who owned the gun that fired the bullet that shot him. I mean, you're just you're just creating a ton of evidence against yourself. And five hundred thousand dollars? Just go buy it just go up to the cat go up to the car park go up to a car park find someone with a car and be like i'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you just walk away from this car right now although you don't have the money up front do you so that'd be tricky i'd have to like promise it to them and then they're not going to give you the car okay whatever there's better ways to do it just because i can't figure it out in about three minutes doesn't mean there isn't a better way there is a better way it's not borrowing your mate's car for half a million dollars Uh, not real money but apparently our heroine had never heard of the expression too many cooks slash assassins spoil the broth murder that's because she'd never got my notebook with that note inside telling her how to be a better criminal because she then added another two accomplices into the mix uh, to help with planning we don't know their names or exact roles because they were minors at the time and therefore their identities are protected by Canadian law in the end it was a full five-man squad of would-be killers and none of them were even old enough to legally drink yes now they were tasked with ending a human life and i'm a little worried with how game they were to give it a go do they not have video games in alaska community centers literally anything to keep teens occupied so they don't go lord of the flies like this i don't know alaska is pretty wild i don't know what it's just isn't it just like ice and snow and cold people and sarah palin it sounds horrible apparently not because denali i mean i'm sure it's beautiful and all that stuff i'm sorry everyone from alaska but it is kind of like remote and there is sarah palin (laughs) apparently not because denali was able to muster up a gang under a fort in under a fortnight she convened a meeting of this pimply death squad in late may to finalize the plan promising each of them huge amounts of cash for their service and silence the only thing left was to pick a date the crime it was decided that on june the 2nd they would put their plan into motion and someone very close to one of them would meet a horrific end oh my god guys you're making so many mistakes if look, look, look. i don't want to get into how to do crimes properly but let's 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 um if this was if someone's paying you a nine million dollars to kill someone and all you have to do is provide evidence of it you should do it yourself and it should be someone you definitely don't know we've learned that many times on this show it's always the police is they're always going to look at people the person knows because random cold-blooded acts of murder of just random strangers just not very common at all (laughs) a body on the banks on the 3rd of june oh no they actually did kill someone didn't they i guess they did this is the casual criminalist so there was going to be a murder but it's that's quite depressing It's very depressing. On the 3rd of June 2019, handyman Timothy Hoffman drove his motorbike down to an Anchorage police station to file a missing persons report for his daughter. Ay aye aye cynthia cc hoffman the previous day 19 year old cc had gone out on a hiking trip with some of her school friends but had failed to return that night that might sound normal enough for an older teenager but not for cc mr hoffman was especially worried because his daughter was developmentally disabled she wasn't yet equipped to stay out alone at night cc had graduated from the special ed program in her high school and at 19 she had a mental age of somewhat closer to 12. at the same time oh, i don't like it when they kill people i don't like it when it's it's always like i know but it's always someone's daughter or someone's dad or mum or ah husband or wife i don't like it i like it when it's just anonymous callum it makes me feel bad at the time of her disappearance she was studying in a life skill school so she could one day be self-sufficient while working as her handyman father's assistant on the weekends that evening she was due to go to her father's place to collect some money from a job when she failed to turn up mr hoffman tried ringing her But with no luck he later told a courtroom in this family you all have phones when dad calls you answer i don't care if you're at church and the holy pastor is preaching i don't care if you're at school taking the high school school diploma test if dad calls you answer CC usually checked in with them every three hours when she was out, but now there was total radio silence. The last anyone had heard of her whereabouts was a text from her hiking buddy Angela. She and a young boy had picked CC up to visit in a National Park north of Anchorage and claimed that they had dropped her off at a play park on the outskirts of town later that afternoon at her request. That seems very irresponsible. So what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we're on the way home. And the person with the, twel- the mental age of a 12 year old just says can you drop me at that play park? The answer's no. <laughs> you have the mental age of a 12 year old. Get back in the car or never leave the car we're taking you home quote I hope she comes home safely she's my best friend the girl added but of course Angela was well aware that CC wouldn't be coming home safe this was just another pseudonym of Denali Bremer and she knew exactly what had happened to Cynthia Hoffman after reporting the disappearance of the police Mr Hoffman started scouring the town by himself I put out search parties I drove my motorcycle through woods and bike paths I floored it all over town doing speed limits I should not have been doing looking for my kid but it was all in vain. The following afternoon he received a knock at the door he knew instantly what it meant cc's body had been found late that morning she was spotted washed up on the banks of the acclanta river about 30 miles northeast of the city her feet were duct taped together there was a single bullet hole in the back of her head <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it dubious alibi now i think we can all agree that this little criminal is just an innocent kid aye 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 i don't i i don't like this even more now because i have a, a a little daughter who's like two years old and i'm like oh my god if anything happened to you i'd be so devastated it's really sad oh my god i don't even like thinking about it let's just move on i'm getting sad like properly sad now i think we can all agree that this little criminal case doesn't exactly belong in the police detective training program it's the true crime equivalent of a 4 four-piece jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> let's take a second to approach it from the perspective of a cop you've got a dead body you've got two teenagers who were last seen with said body before said death the pair's alibi is that they did go into the forest with the victim but they claimed to they dropped her off safely afterwards something which nobody could verify to add to the intrigue one of these teens is a registered firearm owner for a nine millimeter pistol the same kind most likely used in the killing these people are idiots natural born killers they were not in fact it's quite amazing that it took five minds together to come up with the crime of the century even if they were teen stoner minds, our teen hitmen had discovered that murder really wasn't their strong suit especially when denali and caden were brought in by poli- by the police for questioning on june the sixth two days after the body was found if you thought they were bad at murder they weren't even they were even worse in the interrogation room their haphazard alibi crumbled faster than a shantytown in a hurricane it was Denali folded first, willing to throw her right hand man under the bus if it meant getting off lightly herself. The story she told the cops went like this. According to Denali Bremen, June the Second started off like any other Sunday. She, Caden, and Cece met up in the morning, planning to spend the afternoon driving around Anchorage and smoking weed. That sounds dangerous when that got dull after a few hours they decided to head up north to visit Thunderbird Falls Trail a mile long path through the woods which leads to the 200-foot waterfall of the same name on the way Denali had a completely reasonable and bright idea hey guys you know what'd be fun let's wrap each other in dark tape and take pictures in the forest because that's a totally normal thing which we as teens would do <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a bit weird isn't it I mean I know she's joking so she could tie someone up so she can shoot them or whatever but it's like it's a bit, yeah. Everyone was like, "Okay." <laughs> Again, apparently, Alaska doesn't offer much to keep the young uns busy because the other two were up for the idea of a staged kidnapping photo shoot. So they grabbed a conventionally placed, so they grabbed a conveniently placed but, uh, roll of duct tape and Denali's nine millimeter pistol from the glove box of the truck and set off in the woods. Why does a nineteen-year-old have a nine millimeter? I know. I guess they never really touched on that. But you're nineteen. She's nineteen. Yeah, she's 19 years old i mean i know i guess legally that's fine but it's a bit weird isn't it like and just rolling around in a truck (laughs) like packing heat Shit. oh this is america ah of course i forget alaska isn't canada alaska's america uh big brain i'm like it's up north it's canadian no 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 it's america yeah of course americans love the guns woo Halfway along the Thunderbird Falls path, they took a detour onto a less-traffic trail, which ran along the banks of the Oklunta River. About a mile down the new route, they came across a clearing in the trees and stopped. Denali claimed that Cece was the first to be willingly tied up. They started with her feet, then her hands, then her mouth. Denali then posed with her gun, pointed at the girl, because I guess that's supposed to be edgy and cool. Parents, please educate your kids on the dangers of photo shoots with live ammunition yes uh or just no 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 ammunition let's just do our photo shoot sans guns or ammunition that's all let's just not do that let's just let let's not have kids with guns kids with guns isn't that a song da, 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 kids with guns ba, 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 ba. it's really old though i mean old like my my It's old. It's quite old. It was at this point that Cece started to panic. She apparently forgot that it was all make-believe and started to struggle for real. Denali pulled the tape off the girl's mouth and hands, but she wouldn't calm down. She started shouting and calling for the police and reporting that the other two kidnapped and sexually assaulted her. The panicking girl reached for the phone in her pocket, and in response, 16-year-old Kada McIntosh grabbed Denali's 9mm pistol from her hands and shot Cece in the back of the head. Just like that, it was over. The victim lay twitching on the ground denali was in shock at Caden. he just had executed her best friend right in front of her for virtually no reason a fact which McIntosh never denied when presented with this version of events he told the police that he blacked out at the time but he had memories of pulling the trigger then dragging the helpless victim to the riverside and pushing her in while she was still moving. Of course, this meant that Mackintosh was arrested on the spot. Denali, on the other hand, painted herself as a shocked and appalled bystander. She was allowed to walk out of the police station and get on with her life. Uh oh. Yeah, for a very short time. <laughs> it's like time to go on the run. I would say to Alaska, but that's where you already are. <laughs> Just before we continue with today's episode, a quick word from one of our fantastic sponsors, competitive cyclist from deralliers to bar tape nutrition to racks, trainers to tires, helmets to bibs, the cycling kind that is. And beyond. Are you one of those people who spend hours researching your dream bike? Yeah. I've definitely been there. Like spending way too long on the web being like oh shall i get that shall i get this do i want that one do i want this one look you might love doing that almost as much as the guys at competitive cyclist.com the online speciality retailer of mountain bikes components apparel and accessories featuring cycling's breakout ba- standout brands poc castelli pearl izumi and 510 and an unrivaled in-house bike assembly operation they bring the personal attention of a local bike shop, along with a selection and convenience only possible with shopping online. That's the best of both worlds, isn't it? Because in many ways, I want to pop down to the local place and ask the guy like, yo, 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 what do you think of this? Should I get that with this? Or do you think it should have this? And he'll be like, well, let me tell you, you should do this with this. And he'll be like, well, we don't have half of that stuff in stock because this is a tiny shop. Ah, not with Competitive cyclists. Best of both worlds. They have everything you need. How, that was a big list of stuff at the beginning. But the real difference a competitive cyclist are the gearheads equal part customer service and cycling fanatic gearheads are former pro athletes Olympians and seasoned cyclists with years of experience all available by phone email or chat for product recommendation recommendations and hard-won advice and I love that I feel like a lot of companies forget this these days because you go in like I don't know computer shops are appalling for this you go in and you're like yeah what shall I get And I don't know much about computers, but I know a little. And I want some advice about something, and I'm I'm immediately just, oh no, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, and then I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm on my own. (laughs) But no, competitive cyclists do it properly. They have people who know their stuff. And also, what do they have? 100% guaranteed returns, which is always nice in case you don't like it, but you will. Go to competitivecyclist.com casualcc and enter the promo code casualcc to get 15% off your first full price purchase plus free shipping, that's a lot of peas on orders over $50 or more. Some exclusions apply. So, 50% off, free shipping, competitivecyclist.com slash casualcc and enter the promo code casualcc. Thank you very much, and now back to today's show. The Fantasy and the Fraud. If the story ended there, then Denali and the mystery man Tyler would have walked free, leaving a homeless 16-year-old to take the entirety of the blame. That wouldn't sit very well with me, but thankfully we're not quite done yet. The rickety house of cards built by our two inept masterminds had only just begun to teeter. It was what came next that would bring it all crashing down on top of them see up until this point denali had been living in a fantasy land it's one thing discussing murder fantasies with your online boyfriends, but actually turning them into a reality is another thing altogether the reality of becoming a murderer had hit denali like a freight train still though the promise of a nine million dollar payday probably does cushion the blow a little she's not getting that million dollars at nine million dollars obviously obviously this is not real this would be more than enough to get her and her online lover Tyler a couple of fake passports and start a new life in the Bahamas uh okay yeah but I mean he's got the nine million dollars already so if he really wanted to do that you'd have done that already and do you really want to go to the Bahamas with someone who just gave you theoretically you know gave you nine million dollars to murder somebody when you're like i didn't really like that <laughs> i did not really like that tyler so she pushed him on it how about a little advance to deal with the shit that she'd gotten herself into well about that did anyone think that nine million dollars sounded a bit too good to be true if so you'd have better instincts than this alaskan teen mom assassin which isn't saying much most of us know not to believe everything that people tell you on the internet but denali wasn't so canny yeah i mean judging by my spam inbox is that you know it's like hello mr sir i've got 9.5 million dollars in a in an in an account of the former african dictator blah 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 it's with the united nations right now and we need you as a hero to come in and say that all you have to do is send me some money in advance like what are you doing how is this do people still fall for this i mean i guess people like denali fall for this (laughs) she's probably like waiting like also for her money from nigerian princes Ah, it would be funny if she hadn't killed someone rather than pay up on his promise tyler started planning yet another murder for his assassin girlfriends and as the days wore on it became increasingly clear that he had no intention of paying up for the first one at this point the penny finally dropped for poor dim denali her romeo was more nigerian prince than prince charming very nicely put callum there was no nine million dollars in fact it was unlikely that tyler even had nine hundred dollars in his bank accounts rather than a billionaire businessman he was actually a common basement dwelling hot pocket munching plastic bottle pissing internet troll our poor heroine had been well and truly catfished in the darkest most horrible way by tyler he's probably not even handsome (laughs) it was it was even worse than that though now Tyler had completely cornered the teenager and there was nothing she could do to escape him he had information which could send Denali to prison for life meaning that he didn't need the millionaire ruse to manipulate her anymore his messages took on a more threatening tone we can meet but once I see a cop I'm telling him or her that I made you rape people and killed Cece I mean wait (laughs) she didn't rape anyone as far as we know and dude. You got her, you got evidence of her doing a murder. That's enough. You don't need to throw false allegations in there. Like why be like, yeah, and rape. It's like, mate <laughs> You know murders enough right? She's going away forever on murder and that is something she actually did But I mean, let's face it. Tyler's probably not the biggest big brain in the world Denali was forced to keep up her end of the twisted bargain despite receiving nothing in return This finally pushed her past breaking point several days after the first police interview She posted a public video to snapchat in which she publicly admitted her guilt god damn Okay, here we go. I got a quote I just want to thank everyone that's been there for me my whole life in these past few years and everything I f***ed up. I know I did. If I could take back what I've done, I can't. I'm sorry, everybody, my family, my friends. I guess you will hear from me when you hear from me. But I won't be back for a long time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. But you did. (laughs) But you did. You did. You totally did. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you did mean to do it, Denali. Callum and I, same page. In fact, the premeditation here is clearer than in almost every other case that we've covered. And the truth of the matter would soon come spilling out. Yeah, I mean, dude, that what they—they're obviously going to look at your phone. They're obviously going to get those records. Although Snapchat delete all that stuff. That was their thing, right? Like when you send something, it immediately deletes. But don't Snapchat. I feel it would be a pretty massive invasion of privacy if Snapchat actually were keeping all that stuff. And also, probably illegal given what people send to each other on Snapchats and the user base that use it, which is kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's a bit weird. That's a bit weird, Snapchat. If your like thing is people sending nudes to each other and your primary user. I'm really, r- really worrying you getting into allegedly territory here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what snapchat actually is but from what I gather and from what I remember its primary user base is teenagers and its primary thing is that is, is people I mean, allegedly their user base sending nudie pictures to each other that sounds really dodgy is that allowed? And I mean, then they definitely can't be keeping records of it. So maybe there is no record of it because Snapchat deletes it. I don't even know. Allegedly. Snapchat, I don't know anything about you. This is just speculation. I'm so sorry if I've said something that offends you. You're a giant company who I hope doesn't sue me um not that you could for anything I've said allegedly (laughs) I don't know what am I doing when the cops came to pick her up for a second time Denali was forced to fill them in on everything she left out the last time specifically the fact that she was to blame for putting everything in motion she of course also told them about Tyler from Kansas and the nine million dollar deal that wasn't to be as for the real story of what happens by up by the river it was much the same as the first version bar the fact that CC was actually forcibly bound by the pair, and that Denali was a much more active participant than she let on at first yes babyface Macintosh was always supposed to be the trigger man but rather than a hapless bystander Denali was actually the camera woman oh my God oh God yeah the 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 the, the Tyler dude he wanted evidence of this so they filmed this Ay yeah, 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 don't film your crimes that's one you know don't don't be doing that I'm pretty sure that's a rule already because as you remember part of her boyfriend's terms was that he wanted photographic evidence of the crime as it unfolded so while mcintosh was binding and gagging the victim she was sending snapchat videos to tyler that documented every second she filmed as cc cried out for help she kept filming as McIntosh put the gun to the back of her head and pulled the trigger she even kept filming and photographing after that single shot rang out through the forest and her friends lay dying on the floor that's by far one of the coldest cruelest things that we've ever come across writing for this show after the deed was done she and the gunman traveled back down to anchorage where they sent the decoy text to the victim's father then they called on their other accomplices to help burn cynthia Hoffman's id some of their clothing her purse and the gun used to kill her you're gonna burn that gun those kids who helped burn the evidence were picked up by the <coughs> on the 10th of june alongside caleb leyland the owner of the truck diabolical Denali decided that if she was going down she was taking the lot of them with her it was game over for our wannabe teen assassin and her entire team Denali was still penniless utterly humiliated and outed as a sadistic killer willing to prey on a mentally disabled best friend the fantasy life that she had been living lay in tatters but what about the other half of that life the true mastermind behind this whole affair was still thousands of miles away and nobody even knew his real name oh yeah, they got to hunt this guy. Like, how anonymous is Snapchat? Can you find this dude somehow? I mean, I'm assuming like, yes, because he's probably not some genius. And the FBI is going to raid the s*** out of your house, my dude. And you're going to go to prison. To catch a predator. So how does one go about tracking down such a criminal mastermind? Well, you know, he's not a criminal, he's not going to be a big criminal mastermind, is he? (laughs) He's just some guy who was like, hey i'm rich and super handsome yeah uh i'll give you nine million dollars if you kill someone it's not criminal mastermind behavior it's really not as i said we don't have a name and once she saw through his ruse denali wondered if she even knew who this tyler what this tyler really looked like had he covered his digital tracks properly there's every chance that he might have been able to cut off contact and slip away entirely however this Tyler much like everyone else involved in the crime wasn't the sharpest tool in the box throughout their relationship he had been using a phone number tied to his real name and address ah ah what are you doing just get a fake phone number go to any store I don't know why I'm giving advice to criminals again but it's just so obvious just go get a burner phone have you not watched any television have you not watched a single episode of Breaking Bad come on seriously it's like nobody had even watched a single episode of a cop show yes again callum and i same page because we're not i mean i i I, i'm sure callum's super smart because look at what he writes i'm just an average man i was like guys uh what like come on come on do better the police searched through Denali's phone and found the mystery man listed under the name Babe. A quick search of the phone records revealed that Babe, aka Tyler of Kansas, was actually Darren Miller of Indiana. Court documents note that he does not look like the young man he portrayed himself to look like, he is not a millionaire, and he lives in Indiana. Ah. And I am going to bet that Darren Miller. I don't know, I just got the feeling he's not super handsome. He's probably well i don't know just imagine a basement dweller shall we so what exactly does he look like how can i put this nicely he sort of looks he's not the sort he's not got the sort of looks that you'd kill for to put it less nicely he's he roughly resembles a human-shaped lump of grime scraped off a four chance floor (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm not being mean here from the sounds of it schilmiller sounds like he's one of the worst cretins that the internet has to offer the media descended on his tiny hometown when the news broke harassing bemused family members and any local that would talk to them for information on the enigmatic Shillmiller. miller uh the reports they gathered from his acquaintances sounds about as bad as you'd expect for a guy who fantasizes about making women kill people for his pleasure an old schoolmate told local indiana media that he had a habit of making fake social media profiles to try and coerce pictures from younger classmates when his peers grew up, he began asking for pictures of their children instead. Holy, <laughs> what? Like, what? How are you not? How have you not been arrested yet? If someone was like, "Hey, hey, hey, uh, now that you're old, can I have pictures of your children?" Be like, "I'll be like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Why don't you meet me at the police station in about 20 minutes and we'll sort that out?" Yeah, yeah, the police station. Uh, the woman added. I think most people just thought it was because he didn't know, like he was just slow. He knew the difference between right and wrong. He didn't steal. He really didn't do anything bad. I guess he just didn't understand life. Mm, no, he sounds—he sounds, he sounds kind of evil. He sounds like—he sounds like an evil dude. Like he seems to know what's up. He manipulated people pretty successfully. I mean, also not the brightest people, as we've already established, but still, like. Uh, he, he knows what's up he's not he's not like that stupid oh yes he didn't do anything bad he just asked single mothers to provide him with images of their children's sport soiled diapers no he didn't what 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 as someone who has dealt with many soiled diapers like, what possible pleasure could you derive from that <laughs> it is extremely unpleasant it's not like he was some kind of dirty shoplifter or anything god forbid rather yes yeah, like who would you rather have a drink in the pub with a guy who shoplifts or a guy who gets some sort of strange gratification from looking at the nappy uh, soiled nappies i'll tell you a hundred percent hundred percent rather than bang our heads against the wall i mean there's very like i don't know I think I'd rather hang out with someone who had been convicted of a violent crime than the guy who likes pictures of, uh, like, uh, soiled diapers. Because at least I can understand violent crime. It's like, I don't know, I'm not a violent criminal, but I understand if someone, like, gets into a fight and punches someone in the face and gets arrested for it. I'm sure there was a good reason for punching someone in the face, or even, like, beating the crap out of someone it's like there's definitely situations where it's like i mean i'm not strong enough to beat the crap out of someone where it's like yeah i'll beat the crap out of someone like i can see myself doing that if the situation rolled around i can't because i'm too weak we've already established that but i understand that i understand violence i don't understand so i that's what i'm saying <laughs> i'm sounding like i'm just gonna regularly go beat the shit out of someone what i'm trying to establish is I feel like i could have a drink with someone who yeah, is a violent crime conviction rather than the person who gets some weird gratification from babies' nappies because that person's a bit of a sicko <laughs> rather than bang our heads against the wall trying to figure out where that woman draws the line on morality i guess <laughs> sorry about that i just did spend my head banging banging my head against the wall for five minutes we'll just say that it was basically an open secret that shill miller was messed up the small town of new salisbury where he lived had a population of just 600 and pretty much all of them knew that he was a legendary creep he was even investigated by the fbi in 2018 good. So it came as little surprise when several days after his involvement was made public, Miller and his teenage girlfriends were hit with a slew of extra charges concerning some terrible happenings the days after the murder. Apparently Miller went a bit mad with power and attempted to force Denali into as many depraved acts as possible before the game was up. After the murder, both of them had deleted their text records, but the cops subpoenaed Verizon to get a copy of their logs, and forensic technicians were able to recover mountains of data from the devices. Along Among this data were messages and images relating to two more crimes in the days directly after the killing oh my god okay here we go schumler had used his new leverage to force Denali into committing a pair of sexual assaults for his sick amusement both were with underage victims among the text messages listed in the court documents are gems like gonna go buy weed first I want to get a high for it so she doesn't fight me there are other quotes from these messages which I found in news reports but it's been days now and I can't burn the words from my corneas thank you yeah that top that previous one was enough I don't need to know anything else like let's not go down that route I'll spell I'll spare you that particular bit of unpleasantness with her back against the wall and nowhere to turn Denali found herself at the mercy of the sexually depraved neck beard which is probably why she just chose to turn herself in before their crime spree went any further not that I feel particularly sorry for our little teenage executioner I mean technically she was a victim in a sense but remember she only agreed to the murder in the first place in the hopes of getting a fat paycheck from the fictional millionaire her motivations were purely selfish and she had months not days not weeks to turn over the implications in her mind yet she still chose to go through with it yeah it doesn't matter what your motivation is you've committed a horrible crime you need to be punished for this severely and the person who incited that crime also needs to be punished severely now she and her boyfriends were going to pay the price for his role in orchestrating the crime the fbi promptly swooped in to pick up tyler slash Schumer out of his grandmother's basement i'm not joking this was actually his living arrangement at the time his bail was set at a million dollars and the alaskan prosecutors immediately began extradition procedures to bring him up north finally the doting couple would be able to meet in person although probably not under the circumstances that either of them were hoping for no but the circumstances you deserve also why set bail for someone like this why is there? he doesn't have a million dollars he's not going to be able to get that together why have bail at all just let him be in prison he's a horrible criminal now just before we continue with today's episode a word from our wonderful sponsor mac weldon look you're a busy guy so stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon daily wear system. The daily wear system is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design made with performance fabrics and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear and beyond, MacWeldon Weldon makes it easy for you for dress, to dress for work, leisure and play or wherever your summer takes you. I've been sponsored, not on this podcast, but by Mac Weldon on some of, I've got some other YouTube channels and they've sponsored me for a long time. And at first I just, you know, got a few things from them, wore them occasionally, like, as you do, like, okay, well, those trousers today, or well, that shirt. And then gradually, just over time, I have, not even intentionally, because I don't think it was marketed as a daily wear system when I first started working with them, but just gradually, I just ended up wearing just Mack Weldon stuff. I mean, today, the jumper I'm wearing today is not Mack Weldon, but uh, the shirt I'm wearing underneath, the trousers I'm wearing, the underwear I'm wearing, the socks are, yes, also Mack Weldon, the shoes are not. I don't know if Mack Weldon makes shoes, but if they did, I'm probably going to get it at some point, and then I'll rotate them with my other shoes, and then eventually I'll just end up wearing Mack Weldon's shoes, because that's entirely what my life has become, because it's just better and you don't have to think about it. It's all kind of like relatively muted colors, which is great because then they all just match together. You just put on your clothes and you go. You don't have to think about it. It's amazing. Talk about your favorite Mac and products. The trousers are my favorite. Um, probably this t-shirt that I'm wearing as well, which I think is the third day wearing it. Don't judge me. It's winter. I just stay inside. I don't get super sweaty and it's mega comfortable. Give me a break. They also have silver stuff. Stuff with silver in it, which just never smells. Like two summers ago, I think when they first started sponsoring me, I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I wore the same t-shirt for like 11 days. Didn't smell. But eventually I just decided to wash it because... It just felt a bit weird, to be honest. <laughs> Talk about how the clothes work together. I just did! They all match together, it's beautiful! Uh, for weekend travel, yes, there's the silver knit polo, radius shorts. I guess the radius shorts? I mean, guys, it's winter. Wear the radius pants, which are like radius trousers, we call them in the UK, which is what I'm wearing right now, they're just super comfortable. Uh, I don't have radius shorts, but I assume they're the same thing, just with shorts. In which case, I assume they're amazing. Uh, lazy Sundays, Ace sweatshorts, have modern tailoring, and pair perfectly with their ultra-soft, ultra-upgraded Pima Tees. I have not the sweatshorts, but I have the sweater, which is basically when I get home from work, it's what I put on. Uh, call to action. Okay, then. Buy some time. This summer. <laughs> Mac Weldon, these talking points are out of date. It's December, guys. With Mac Weldon's daily wear system. For 20%, is that, that's why they've got me talking about shorts, isn't it? <laughs> They have winter stuff as well. They got loads of winter stuff because I'm wearing it. It's wonderful. Uh, for 20% off your first order, go to slash casual and enter the promo code casual. That's slash casual. Promo code casual for 20% off. Mac Weldon. Radically efficient wardrobing. And now back to today's video. I wish it was summer, to be honest, Mac Weldon. <laughs> You've just reminded me that it's the middle of winter. Thanks. <laughs> back to today's video. As things stand, if there's one positive we can glean from this story, wow, Callum, really? <laughs> okay. Is that the whole plot was so haphazard that every single person is incriminated beyond belief. Okay, yeah, I suppose so. Like they were so sh-t at crime that they just made it very easy for them all to be prosecuted and hopefully go to jail for ages. That made for a relatively swift and efficient investigation. However, the same can't be said for the legal proceedings. From his jail cell in Indiana, Schillmiller openly confessed to masterminding the crime and even admitted that it was he who chose CeCe as the victim. He, Denali Bremer, shot Darren Schillmiller, Caleb Leland, and Kat, Caden McIntosh, McIntosh were indicted on first and second degree murder charges as well as multiple counts of conspiracy to commit murder despite being just 16 and having the appearance of a 12-year-old rocking a baby's first mustache McIntosh is being tried as an adult seeing as he was the one who fired the fatal shot the uh, the two unnamed juveniles deserve similar charges related to their taking part in the plot and covering up the murder but since the court never ruled to try them as an adult their identities will be protected for life everyone involved is looking at a maximum 99-year sentence if found guilty on those first degree charges which Cece's father thinks isn't enough oh my god everyone involved is looking at a maximum 99-year sentence if found guilty of these first degree charges which Cece's father thinks isn't enough yeah yeah I mean uh yeah yeah we return to the old chestnut the death penalty don't we it's probably a thing in alaska right sarah palin's from there it it feels a bit you know that they would get that they would do that up there with sarah palin being in charge makes it gives that it's got that death penalty vibe doesn't it um yeah so maybe maybe that would be nice i mean i think i think I think at a vigil to remember his daughter he told the media i have one thing on my mind and that's to send all six of them to hell and i ain't gonna rest until it's done since alaska doesn't have the death penalty oh alaska 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 needs to be a mo he'll probably just have to settle for his for life behind bars which is looking incredibly likely for at least the three main culprits Bremer." And Schiller Miller both face a slew of additional charges related to the images of the sexual assaults on their phones, which could take a few more, which could te- uh, add a few more decades on top, for good measure. As things currently stand, everyone involved has pled not guilty. Uh, if I had to take a wild guess, I'd say that they're all hoping to shift responsibility up the chain of command, and claim some lighter charges for themselves. Unfortunately, it'll be a while before we know. How that pans out this is pretty much where the story ends for now the trial has been subject to a series of delays on account of the massive piles of evidence which these half-witted hitmen left behind (laughs) seriously the defense team have had to request two delays just to pick through the hundreds of thousands of pages of evidence stacked against them consider that a bit of a spoiler alert as to for how this will eventually end hundreds of thousands of pages where what from i guess maybe all the messages back and forth But is that so many pages like even people i text a lot it's not gonna be if you print it all out it's not that much is it i don't know although it's a long and arduous process cc's father timothy hoffman has been there every step of the way he's pledged to attend every single court date right up to the sentencing as a constant reminder of the pain this gang of would-be contract killers inflicted upon his family in an early pre-trial hearing he stood up to tell the court the only thing i know is that my daughter trusted these people my daughter just wanted friends now I have to bury her yeah this poor guy this like yeah Timothy Hoffman I'm sorry this happened to you this is not fair uh wrap up and that's where we're forced to end for the day hopefully soon someday soon we'll be able to follow up on the court proceedings and check in with our plucky gang of teen hitmen in prison where they deserve to be uh forever forever I don't know but they need a, a life sentence Like, I don't know how long they should be in prison. Should they die in prison? Should they die in prison for this? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't... Good news. I'm not a judge. Uh, Despite still being basically children, this lot were willing to betray the trust and... Well, they were 18 and 21, the main culprits. So, and however the guy... I don't know how old the guy was who, who actually shot her. He was an adult as well. They're adults. They knew what they were getting into. Their responsibility and they should be tried and punished as adult murderers because that's what they are adult murderers despite being basically children this lot were willing to betray the trust and the life of a developmentally challenged girl who just wanted to be their friend Cece would have continued learning how to navigate the world and perhaps one day found friends that actually deserved her company instead she fell victim to a group of cold calculating schemers who valued their own idiotic shot at wealth above her life it's tough to express how cold and callous that is all it took was the promise of a bit of money and these teens willing to do the bidding of a twisted online pervert i can't even begin to unpack how messed up that is but here's what the u.s attorney in alaska told the press as the pre-trial hearings got underway for all the good the internet can do it can be a very dark place parents would be wise to monitor the activity of their children online after today i would have to agree probably best that all your parents out there make sure that your little angels haven't been recruited as a personal assassin by some catfishing incel better safe than sorry and for any young ones listening in i'm begging you if an online creep ever asks you to commit a crime for money please do the right thing demand to see half the cash up front with the rest after the job gallum you savage don't be these like these idiots it's a base it's just basic business sense uh yeah but also on a serious note tell the police oh sorry tell an adult who will tell the police anything dodgy going online tell an adult don't worry about it just tell them they will understand like as a parent like whatever has happened whatever has gone down i would be i would like they will understand you're just a kid If tell tell an adult tell an adult Apprend- a parent a pen or someone you trust who's yeah not just doesn't have to be your parents it could be a teacher that you trust a counselor um policeman anyone Tell an adult, Jesus, f-ing internet, right? Appendices. Number one. The latest update I can found I can find on this case is from June 2021, when father of the victim Timothy Hoffman had a memorial ride with the Alaskan biker community to raise money for the victi- for victims for justice, the nonprofit that has aided and advised him throughout the ordeal. While we await news on the trial itself, it's at least nice to know that the community up in Anchorage isn't going to let CC be forgotten anytime soon. It's not something you imagine bikers doing. Like, I guess, you know, there's all different sorts of bikers. I imagine they're like rough beer-drinking dudes. But, uh, that's awesome. I love it. Number two, last of all, a word of warning to be careful out there. Apparently, the tech savvy psychopaths of Gen Z just can't get enough uh, of committing violence for online consumption. Just this September, Vice reported on an epidemic of youth murders in the UK where kids will show off their knives on Snapchat, brag about straight up murdering each other and even post the final moments of their victims to their story. I will be absolutely livid if this is the last thing I see- if the thing I last thing I see on Earth is some pre and dickhead waving an iPhone in my face. That is extremely fucked up, and I assume it's one of those things that actually is, you know, fairly small-scale, at least I hope, because, uh, otherwise, well, fuck humanity. This has been an episode of The Casual Criminalist. I'm really sad. It's- it's 20 past 11 in the morning, and- and... now I have to spend the rest of my day thinking about this. Um... Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Now is when I normally ask people to do like buttons and reviews and stuff. I'm not going to. Uh, I hope you... I'll, I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old.